This is the fifth oh, episode I, of the Overclock Podcast. In future, let's not mention the spur. I find it awkward and embarrassing. I want people to think we're sitting at a cool coffee shop with Apple Macs and, you know, instead of these plastic placemats. With, I you know, have an iPad, <laughs> <laughs> so that's one Apple device. Look, the spur is just convenient. They don't kick us out for not ordering. <laughs> um, and we have a Nokia 9 and a Samsung Galaxy S10. Yep. And that is my mandatory um, weekly mention of the Samsung Galaxy oh. S10, which I... I love to hate so much. Uh, anyway, I'm I'm Lindsay Shooters, sharpshooters on the internet, on social media actually, and that opinion guy on the internet. And I'm joined as always by Tech Luminary, um, editor of Tech Magazine. It's actually called Tech Magazine, the biggest consumer tech magazine on the South African shelves. Gavin Dudley, how are you doing? Yes, that's the full description. I want to use it in full <laughs> each time from now on, especially since we now have a website, Tech Magazine, Kozar. Go there, we're giving away lots of cool prizes. It's still the biggest magazine, but soon it'll be the biggest website. Cool. So, Gavin, we in some load shedding doing again. There was a load stage two, which is mean, which means 2,000 megawatts need to be shed from the Oh, grid. I didn't know that. I didn't yes. know that stage two actually meant things like that. Yes. I it, okay, but the right, number... Fine correlates directly to thousand of megawatts. I had no idea. <laughs> okay. Gosh, I gotta learn something else. <laughs> anyway, I mean, it was very early news. It kind of broke at like about 8 a.m. this morning and the timing could not have been worse. Cyril's overseas trying to drum up money. Eskom is busy trying to get new tariffs pushed through and trying to get money from Parliament. And Moody's is about to kind of figure out it's where it's going to downgrade us. All these things, the, the timing could not have been worse to have a load shedding problem. Yeah, um, what was it? The 100 and, what's 120 hours of load shedding earlier this year cost the economy oh. three and a half billion oh, rand. Okay, okay, okay. Four oh, and a half billion So rand, much of the bad news, man. <laughs> so much of the bad news. That, that, well, that's what Cyril was, was telling the international investors earlier. Oh, so much of the bad news. Yeah, but the, the boils down to maintenance needs to happen annually to keep the things running. We were at 80% capacity, but then someone from ESCOM said, or one minister said, it was actually at 69% last week. Mm. Plus, if you have to do maintenance on a bunch of our mm. of our installed base load, mm. which is the power stations, all at the same time, it's it's going to cut down on well, what we can supply. There's a rumor that they're now trying to avert the load shedding just because politically and... Uh, economically and various reasons it's such a bad idea to have load shedding right now they're trying to mitigate that by trying to convince some big consumers like aluminium smelters people like that to just pare down their production yes. for a few days to get us over the bump kind of thing and you certain know. regional powers like the city of cape town who yes. have generation capacity installed just please fire up your 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 gas generators well Lindsay has convinced me that Kuber can never have a Chernobyl moment I wasn't entirely convinced but he made he made a case that if you've watched Chernobyl you'll see like what the hell happens now try and remember that Kuberg was built in 1976 started building yes yeah started building in 1976 so it's basically 1972's technology that they started building with but luckily it, it came out after Chernobyl it was built after Chernobyl so the scientists and the engineers had learned already that you need to put like this lead and concrete dome <laughs> on top and you need to make this raft foundation that is right. earthquake proof okay even though like Kuburg is built where it is because it is like Rock the solid. least yeah. earthquake prone region almost. But I don't world. care about that because I live in the deep, <laughs> deep, deep south. And Lindsay lives in the far, far, far north. Yes, so we're we, all we are outside of the blast zone. <laughs> 
I'm, I'm okay. sorry. I'm sorry to everyone, all the three I mean, people. If you're feeling uncomfortable, <laughs> let me tell you what's going on at Kuburg. Today at Kuburg, they are refueling. What do you think that means? They are refueling. That means they've taken the uranium, the spent uranium out, putting the new uranium in. This is a great time for, to have load shedding, like. <laughs> oh my goodness, Gavin. Stop okay, scaring. moving on, moving on, moving on. Stop scaring the people. Yes, in other news, Google had a Pixel event yesterday. Um, we won't be getting the hardware here. The buds that they put out will only be available in the US in spring 2020, which is like kind of April-ish. Um, the phones, Pixel 4, uh, two, it's a, now has a telephoto camera on the back as well. Snapdragon 855, uh, 8 gigs of RAM, standard stuff. But yep. most importantly, they placed a microphone that records in the same direction as the main cameras are shooting, which is something the iPhone has done. LG did it briefly, Huawei did it briefly on the Mate 9. I think it's a brilliant thing, because if you're filming people, you kind of want the sound to be coming directly into well, the microphone. Well, necessarily sometimes want ambient sound as well, but we don't, I, I really don't want to talk about the Pixel 4 or the Pixel phones at all. They are fantastic phones, they really are. They are very strong competitors to the iPhone, but we're not going to get them here, and however fantastic they are, it's just something that the geeks dwell on. Most consumers don't know and don't I, care. I see Pixel as reference. No, you're talking about yes, it. Yes, I'm sorry. I see <laughs> Pixel as reference hardware for other Android manufacturers. And that's what it was intended to So, be. So we saw yeah. LG brought the the time of flight sensor to the front camera and that will do the face unlock thing pixel has project solely which is a radar that they build into the front that can predict all sorts of it can sense all sorts of motions from the front and they've invested in infrared um, face unlock there's no fingerprint sensor on the device which is amazing and quite telling for where Google wants to take the Android platform in the future. Yeah, I have to say I'm very over fingerprint sensors once I got face unlock working reliably on a couple of things I just couldn't do the fingerprint thing anymore. But the truth is, I just don't lock my phones at all. It's just too much bloody trouble. So I just double tap my phone, it wakes up, completely unlocked. I just can't be bothered. Okay, man. You're the same person who, do who doesn't use voice assistants because they are trash. <coughs> and then we did a little demo yes. before we recorded this, yeah. and it worked near flawless. <laughs> predictably, the, the phone doesn't know who Lindsay is. Who is this Lindsay? Why can't I send them a message? No, I can't phone them. Who is Lindsay? Okay, oh, yeah. never mind. Anyway, um, moving <coughs> on. Um, I just want to bring up the cell C thing. Cell C. Oh my gosh. Uh, man, we don't want anyone to get panicky or jumpy or anything, but it really doesn't look good. Cell C has actually put its fiber optic network and its um, customer base up for sale. In other words, you can go and buy Cell C's postpaid customer base and its fiber optic network is probably not very big. And it's desperately trying to cut new extensive deals with MTN for roaming and so on, but it all really doesn't look good. It looks like a business slowly going under, I can't deny. I mean, it feels almost like surely Celsius must be too big to fail. You know, it's like a massive brand. It's a million, um, oh, well over a million. Well, they, they tried to make content. And then oh. that didn't work out. They overcapitalized yeah, they tried on that. everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you seen MTN try to make content, Kevin? Yeah, they have from time to time. Then they had a weather service and they had a news service. And they but had did, they, news did, did they try and sell you a streaming service or did they try and sell you zero rating on Netflix or packages like that? I can't remember. I'm and sure they did. Vodac Vodacom did. Vodac Vodacom mm. actually preloads um, on the Showmax. DSTV now yeah, and yeah. the Showmax mm. app. Mm. So they're not actually doing anything yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> they, they just facilitate okay so so for me that, that that's another business tell <laughs> okay so so here's the bottom line Celsius has nine billion rand of debt that's no joke man no joke and uh, more to come so it's 
trying to sell its fiber optic network and its customer base, all the postpaid people, the people on contracts, trying to sell those to see if it can offset some of its debt. No need to panic just yet, but it doesn't look good. Um, now, here's the thing I want to read you from Standard Bank. First, I'm going to read you the headline. Then I'm going to read you an, an excerpt directly from the story, which comes from Business Insider. Here's the headline. Standard Bank has been banned from selling data plans using an ambiguous advertisement with complicated mathematical reasoning. Okay, now here's an excerpt from the story. You try to tell me if you could figure out what's going on. Okay, Standard Bank customers have the option to pay between 49 Rand and 249 Rand per month to take part in the data scheme. That subscription payment is an entry ticket of sorts but does not come with any airtime. Instead, customers who can take part can claim back the equivalent of the bank account fee they pay Standard Bank as fee data. How much they, how much they pay to subscribe to the deal determines how their data is counted against their account fees. It's like hugely complicated process to get cheaper data that most people couldn't possibly calculate you know it's like, so so it's so things figured out by actuaries. firstly i am a loyal standard banks um customer okay but not a data customer no not just a, a data banker. customer just just a banker um i i i, I just think a lot of what they're doing uh, i've been on them since i was like a kid or something yeah one of those fancy colorful cards mm. way back in the day mm. Uh, banks should be banks and should not be. Yeah. You know, I, I used to pride myself at being a, a customer of a bank who didn't try to be a, a mobile network operator mm. or try and sell me phones yeah. and things. Yeah. And I used to laugh at, at the guys who there's a big green bank that has a little tree. Yeah. That used to be there. Hang on, green bank with a tree. No, the green bank doesn't have a tree. The, the tree. The, the orange and blue bank has the, a tree. The tur orange and blue. Is it blue? I've always thought it was no. green. <laughs> The orange and blue bank, which is regarded as the as the techie forward-looking yes. bank, um, as a tree. Yeah. But it always just be hilarious. Like they always like, go down these routes and always try to like sell you laptops. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And I mean, they they claim to have been quite successful at it. Uh, mm. Yeah, it just very funny when those services start shutting down and they're like, mm. oh, we were so successful. Really? No, really? Yeah, really? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they've launched a couple of their own branded smartphones over the years. But again, we're getting into the weeds. Yeah. My point is that Standard Bank's data plan was so confusing so many people got it wrong and then there was discontent and so on that they've been told that they can't sell this weird yes, data package we are anymore. better off for it yeah Gavin, actually uh just in closing uh i put up my samsung note 10 review and oh. it wasn't good <laughs> yeah it's a bit scathing i did listen to it did view it yes. yeah yeah um yeah just we need to spend money on better things, Gavin. Which brings me to hmm. my how-to, which is actually some consumer advice that yes. we should be giving. Please lay it Gavin, on. Gavin, you at Tech Magazine, you focus a lot on budget-oriented yes, 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 devices, yes. cost-effective measures. Yes. So I had a request from somebody to for me to weigh in on a choice between uh, two sub five thousand rand mm. handsets, mm. and I figured out that I am too invested in what's going on at the flagship. But it's always been the case, man. Always been the case. It's like watching Formula One and then going to the motor showroom to buy your car. <laughs> I've, I've been fortunate in this part, Gavin. Gavin, so if you were spending five thousand rand on a device right now, that was your, your absolute cap. Ceiling. What um, would you be? What would you be spending your money on? A Huawei. I would like to get a Y9 Prime, although that's five and a half. Okay. Okay. That's my, my runaway best phone. I, I mean, right down to the chipsets, which are really good for gaming, mobile gaming, massive battery, massive screen. It's got a pop-up selfie cam, but I don't care about yeah. that. It's just a great all-round phone. 
Um, if I was being forced below 5,000 Rand, I'd have to consider the Huawei Y7. There's a Y6 in between, but I haven't got much experience of that. The Y7 is 4,000 Rand, I believe. Another excellent, excellent phone. Great battery, long-lasting, tough phone. Comes with a little cover in the box. Good for me. Mm. So, 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 Gavin, you're mentioning two Huawei devices. Yes. And Huawei, Huawei play really good at that. They, yeah, sure. They have years mm. and years of experience at mm. that end of the market. Mm. The Y series has evolved mm. over time. It used to be like plasticky, mm. really not great mm. developed handsets. Um, and now suddenly they have these metal bodies and yeah, proper cameras yeah, yeah. and, and, and like full paint effects and, and, and yeah, shimmering and yeah, awesome yeah. things. Yeah. Uh, but there's the question about Android support going forward, Kevin. What? What? How? How would you address oh, it? How would gosh. you abate the fears? To be honest, just for a minute there, I completely forgot about that because we've brought that up on every <laughs> single show for the last year. Um, that is a tricky one because only phones that were announced before the Trump issues are allowed to have the full bore Android experience. Yeah. I assume that means the Y9 is covered in all that. There's no yeah. issue around that. But it's quite possible that future Huawei phones might run into more problems, even especially since I was very discomforted when they launched the Mate 30. Yes. And they hadn't solved the problem entirely. Yeah. They told us, yeah, ways we think we're going to solve the problem. But they failed to actually release the phone yes. because they hadn't solved all the issues around all the workarounds required to get good Android. So I would be a little nervous about new Huawei products from now. I guess pretty much everything they had in the pipeline that they had announced is now out. Yeah. So if from now on, every phone is going to have problems. I think they're going to have to either revamp old models or something. Interestingly mm. enough, though, um, EMUI 10, mm. which is uh, EMUI is Emotion User Interface. Interface yeah, it's uh, the Huawei operating system. The, yeah. the skin that they put on top mm. of Android, which is based on Android 10, which is the current mm. version, new version of Android, mm. uh, has been announced for a slew, I think there's like 23 different devices mm. on their list. Um, I think the Y9 and the Y7 mm. are involved there. The mm. I know the P Smart 2019 is also mm. on there. There's a whole bunch of Huawei devices. Mm. So they are putting a lot of effort in future-proofing the phones. Mm. And there's a lot of hangers-on from around last year that will be upgraded mm. to Android 10 in the near future. So there, there, there's, there's that. Mm. Uh, then, just moving on slightly, are there any other sorts of manufacturers that should be looking out for at the sub-5,000 Rand? Uh, definitely Nokia. I'm taking Nokia very serious. I'm loving Nokia below 4,000 Rand, actually. I think they're dominating that segment. I looked at the 2.2 and the 3.2 recently and they basically won out in the budget segment by by a country mile um so i'm liking nokia down at the bottom end and then there's a few outliers like hisense i still think are producing great phones in the mid-range mm -hmm. so what is that now the h30 is it yes h30 is coming in around five five and a half grand again um Great MediaTek chipset. I know you're yeah. not a big fan, yeah, I'm but not, I'm, I'm not growing into it. Yeah. Mm. I, I'm not a big fan of MediaTek chipsets because I always see it as the death knell for future support. Because <laughs> yeah, MediaTek devices in the past have never been had a good track record of being upgraded. Oh, I in terms see. Of okay, well, it, it depends. I mean, once you know, once they they have critical mass, that's more likely to happen. But, but so as I've been telling a lot of people, you and like Samsung apart from this conversation right now because mm. Samsung this year in 2019 mm. has had such a been on such a good wicket in terms of software updates and 
bringing true, features true, true. They appear them to be getting it right, enhancing mm. their phones, the, the sure. camera features that are coming from like higher up phones into to lower tier sure. phones. It's just like incredible what they do mm. right now with software support. But if you are purchasing a phone, especially if you're purchasing the phone cash mm. or even on contract, mm. more so on contract when you're committing mm. to that phone for two years, mm. you're buying the feature set that is available oh, now. right now. Yeah, you, you can't you can't count on future upgrade. Yeah, because yeah. mm. future upgrades might even make the battery life worse yes, or yes. like various other things so i think it's really only if you're buying say above 11 or 12 grand that you need to worry yeah. about updates into the future so, otherwise so you must figure on the phone be is what it is yeah so the feature set that you're buying into right now mm. should have a little bit of headroom for growth um into what you would need it for mm. should have some ample power that should you need to do more like power intensive apps or mm. resource intensive apps like maybe you want to edit video mm. or edit audio or move like certain files around mm -hmm. Like that's what you should be buying. Uh, on okay. the Apple side, there's nothing much. Uh, nope. I mean, the iPhone 8 is now 10,000 Rand. Yeah, which is now a two, three, two year old phone? Uh, yes, two, two year old, two year old yeah. phone. Two, two year old, old phone. phone. My wife has one, has mm. had it since launch day, mm. um, and is now encountering a couple of battery issues. Like mm -hmm. the battery is just not lasting as long as it used to yeah. um, anymore. I know that will probably be a simple fix like going in and getting the battery swapped out um, at yeah. a couple of I mean, thousand rand or hundred rand. Yeah, I mean, at the time, I think the Plus was a 5.8 inch screen, if I'm not mistaken, which was already not big by, by the standards of the day, but it looks positively tiny compared to today's um, entry-level phone. Well, not entry-level phones. The, the two Huawei's I mentioned, the Y7 and the Y9, these are like over six inches, 6.2-inch yeah. and bigger, and, yeah. you know, and another, for, for another a 5,000 Rand phone is Another brand that's playing nicely in that price range is LG, actually, with the yes, Q, Q60. Sorry. How could I have overlooked the Q60? Oh, and gosh, what's how could I have overlooked that? And K10, isn't it usually K10? K oh, I don't know what K we're on. Yeah, but yeah. the K is like the entry level, and the yeah. Q is kind of just what above the entry level. Yeah, so, so the Q60 is about four grand, I think, and that's got yeah. a triple camera system and all sorts of other things, and great build quality always from LG. So. Yeah. Mm. Oh, there, there you have it. There's a couple of good devices out Just there. Just one honorable mention, the Samsung A70 is almost one of the best phones I've ever used. Now, I'm not a big Samsung fan, so that's saying quite a lot coming from me. However, that's out of our price bracket. It's more kind of 8,000 Rand yeah. phone there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah there's, mm. there's, a lot, there's a lot going on in the middle, but yeah. there, you, there you're having... I believe you're having a contract conversation yeah, yeah, definitely. where you're spending about 350 yeah, yeah, yeah. plus mm. per month on a contract, mm. whereas the 5,000 Rand phones, sub 5,000 Rand phones, you're looking at about 130 Rand a month on mm. contract, where you should actually kind of just be saving up, maybe trading in an old device mm -hmm. and trying to buy well, that thing cash. I, I think you must look very seriously at your needs and you will have, a, have to have a very strong argument for why you need to spend more than five and a half thousand rand on a phone. You must have very specific needs. You must be a semi-pro level photographer or something to spend more than five and a half thousand rand on a phone. You will never know the difference in processing power, in RAM, all those things. You will not notice the difference when you're using the phone, by and large. Lindsay might, but then Lindsay's a snob. Okay. <laughs> the, the, the most of us, the rest of us, will never notice the difference, even for gaming or anything like that. The only difference might be in the camera and there again you need to be uh, a, a what shall we say an accomplished uh, photographer to be able to yeah. use a more sophisticated camera effectively so five and a half grand unless you've got a very strong case for something more yeah mm. so my, my thing is always I drive phones very hard it's mm. my primary camera it's my primary computer 
um, I mix audio on it, I mm. use very, very resource intensive apps, cutting video, editing video, that sort of thing. Mm. So I, I need a lot of power, probably the most power that I can get. At, at mm. I'm actually trying to convince Lindsay to write us a story about how to use your phone as your computer. Yes, you don't need to convince yeah, me well, anymore, we, we, keep, we keep talking about it on the show <laughs> and now we're going to nail our colors to the mast, as it were. Gavin, mm. just on the notes that you made for this, 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 mm. <laughs> this show, mm. um, Rocket Books. Please unpack. <laughs> Rocketbook. Man, this is like one of my favorite low-tech, high-tech technologies. Okay. Rocketbooks is a notebook. It's about an A5 size. You can get different sizes. I use the A5 sized ones. Uh, no, not A5. What's half an A4? Yeah, A5. Mm. Yeah. Um, there are two different variants. The first one I used was called the Everlast. And um, this, the notebook itself only has about 20 or 30 pages in it. You write your notes you snap your notes with your phone and it automatically then sends your page into the cloud okay which is fine a lot of a lot of things do that already yeah. what's great about this is you then just take a cloth and you just wipe the page clean so you never run out of pages in your notebook i just go you know when i filled up half the notebook He's gesturing people. This is quite <laughs> this serious. Animated. About this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's um, very invested in the You just take a cloth, you wipe the pages clean, and reuse the whole damn notebook. So the notebook stays very nice and thin. You don't need like a notebook that lasts for six months or a yeah. year because you're reusing the pages. And if you're snapping your pages on the regular, then you've got a complete archive if you ever need to refer back to anything in the notebook, which I very seldom do, so but it's good to know it's there. How do you convert the handwriting to text? Well, you. <sighs> That is built into the system, but okay. my handwriting is very bad. So, do so you need to subscribe to a service? No, no, no. It's, it's all free and included, which is great. So, you buy the book? Yes, you buy the book, and that's a How much supplementary they cost? service. Oh, gosh, I have to remember now. It's much less than you think. Oh, gosh, I'm afraid I don't have the price okay, information. No you can no go and find it on the Tech Magazine I'll website. I'll link it in the show notes. <laughs> yes, okay. But there's more than one Rocket Book. So, that's the Rocket Book Everlast. Then there's the Rocket Book Wave, which is a much thicker notebook. And the pages feel a lot more like regular paper. Yeah. Uh, same principle applies. You write and you snap and so on. Um, but this time, when the notebook's full, you take the notebook, you put it in the microwave, you spin it around for two minutes, and it comes out and all the ink is gone. So you start your notebook you clean from the beginning. You put your notebook in the microwave. Is there a special the pen that you are using? No, it works with a range of pens, but mostly it prefers you to use the Pilot friction pens, which are just okay. common pens you can buy in, this, in the newsagent. Uh, oh. The book comes with some pens and so on, but you can just buy them in the newsagent. Okay. Um, so I, I, I like, I like a Uniball gel pen. Yes, they're very similar to that. <laughs> okay. They're almost exactly like that. Okay. And they... Um, and they come in different colors, which is great because I like to alternate days. I do a red day, a black day, and so on, so on. You are <laughs> just so way no. more noted than I am. <laughs> just because my thought process is such that it's actually quite hard to organize digitally. I got yes. arrows flying all over the yes. page. I'm, you know, I'm, this thing refers to that thing, and then I have a random thought, and it's got nowhere to go. So I do enjoy working on paper from time to time. Um, and then the snapping of the pages is not a high priority for me, but it's good to know that I can I can archive things in that way if I need. The, cloud, the the system works. It sends that page then to any mediums you want. It'll send it to you by email. It will archive it in Evernote. It will archive it in OneDrive or anything you oh, like. Wow. It archives so all your you pages. Can, do you, do you connect it to your account? To yes, your, your yes, you profile. do that. And, and then you, you tick whichever boxes you want on the page and then it sends the page to all those that, services. That, that, that is the future. It's very cool. But if you write nice and neatly and it translates all your handwriting back into text that means your notes are searchable so you can search your notebook archive for that time that Lindsay told you about yes. 
that battery and you can search for the word battery and just find the, it. Just the one know. redeeming mm. feature of the Galaxy yeah. Note 10. Yeah. Which, which Samsung stop, has... Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> which, which Samsung has now rolled out to the oh Note 8 and goodness. the Note 9 through a software oh update. Well done, Samsung. Is the, the, handwriting ne- the, the handwriting recognition is really good and can convert it into a Microsoft yeah. uh, Word document. Gosh, handwriting, handwriting recognition is like that funny analog to digital <laughs> process that so, we've really struggled with. So let's, let's talk about it. So I used to, on the, on the Note 9, mm. I used to love, I was, I was working a PR job and mm. I was just taking endless notes and it saved my ass a lot of times. So you're taking notes on the Note 9 yes. with the stylus. Yes, yeah. yeah okay. So so those 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 screen off memories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just have like pages and pages. But my, my gripe was it would always only save to the Samsung Notes app, which is only available uh, on Samsung devices. Uh, <laughs> or you like okay. have to go through the Samsung. But there is their cloud, so you could still access yes. it through the PC. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but now with like OneDrive integration, it, yeah. it's like amazing. Yes, actually. yes, yes. Much so more that's like the it. one redeeming feature. Yeah, yeah. So if you like doing that thing, and you like doing it electronically and mm. having the, everything happen on device in terms mm. of the recognition and the changing it to a, a Microsoft Word or a mm. PDF or something else, mm. uh, that, that is a good solution for you, mm. which costs 22,000 Rand. Or what? you could what? buy 22,000 Rand for the Galaxy Note 10 oh, Plus. Oh, phone, yeah. Yes. I was just like a service you have to pay for every year. I'm trying or to you can buy a Note 8 about. or a Note 9 and have the same functionality without the waving of the pen. Uh-huh, in, in, okay. In or you can buy a Rocketbook for a very, very <laughs> reasonable price. I'm actually astounded by how good this system is. Can that you I can be so invested in it means it's yeah, really good. Yeah, the great thing is with the Rocketbook um, Everlast, the notebook is tiny and thin, so it's easy to cart around. It's not like you know, it doesn't hold full up your hand and stuff. Um, I just want to mention the Rocketbook Color, because I think this will appeal to you too. Rocketbook Color is essentially designed for kids. So here, again, you take the pages and your kids, this is big, you can work yeah. in A4 or a, yeah. you know, 3 or whatever. And um, you work with pastels, you work with crayons, you work oh, with cokey wow. pens on these pages. You snap them, they're archived for the grandparents, you wipe them clean and start again. Oh, they're but quite hardy. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. So the pages, are, they feel a bit, almost a bit vinyl. Okay, you know, so they're coated. Yeah, yeah. Coated. But the great thing is you're snapping and automatically archiving all your kids' work all the time without having, you know printouts stuck on the fridge you can still print them out and stick them so on when yanni spills his juice on the book yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. going to ruin the pages exactly exactly <laughs> but the great thing is you can work in all these mediums cookies crayons you know whatever and wipe the pages clean after that cool. is incredible yep. Gavin. and right. i think that is a great way to end this show rocket books rocket books i think you can you can go to rocket book kozar or you can I think you can get them and take a lot i'm not sure mm. uh, check the tech magazine yes what's a tech mag techmagazine.co.za um, for all the information. I will link to it in the show notes so way, whichever way you are viewing this, you can go into the notes and there will be a link through to that information. Um, Gavin will have a, a story up on his website. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and we've also got a story up about best best super budget phones. So that's like below 4,000 Rand. Yeah. So yeah, do so have a look so at that. So there's all of that. Yeah. I am that opinion guy on the internet, thatopinionguy.co.za spelt all the normal ways you would spell those things um, in South African English. Uh, I am that opinion guy on YouTube. Sharpshooters on social media. S H A R P S C H U T T E R S. That's my surname. And that's me for the week. Gavin, what's up? No, um, nothing much to report. I'm trying to convince Lindsay to write a story about using phones as a PC. Um, let's see, we've just done a very interesting interview with the new CEO of uh, We Think Code which is the premium programming school in South Africa. And it's great. There's no entrance requirement. It's fully funded by corporates. If you can get into We Think Code, 
you can emerge in two years as a programmer with a guaranteed job at a corporate, oh, wow. which is amazing. So it's free, it's two years, it's intensive with a guaranteed job. Amazing if you and can the get in there. interview coming up in the December issue. December issue, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, of We Think Code, yeah. Yeah, of Tech Magazine. Sorry, of Tech Magazine, a story about We Think Code. Damn, sorry, my mind's wandering around. I'm sorry. Nice stories, eh? We're out.